Well, hi there. It's me again. We are out on the road of life after divorce. Thank you so much for tuning in. Of course, you know who this is. This is Aaron Breeze, your co-pilot out on this road. And this is Drive Time, Thrive Time, bringing you some extra ideas, some inspiration, some certainly um, lots of support for you on your own on your own road. This is a this is a big road trip we're on, and I love being able to connect with you this way. Today I want to talk about birthdays and anniversaries. Why? Well, because it's been on my mind and. I know this time of year, even if you don't have birthdays or anniversaries per se, you have other events, um, graduations and gatherings, and these kinds of things can really bring a lot of mixed emotion on the divorce path. And so I wanted to take some time to talk about it. Today is my youngest's ninth birthday, so June 1st is her birthday, and also Harper, my oldest, her birthday was not too long ago at all, April 24th. And then my wedding anniversary was just a couple days ago, May 29th. So this is a season, a season of, of these big hallmarks, these big events that mark our family, um, our family history, of course. And I want to take some time to check in with you about how that feels for you, because for me, at this point, it's been five years and counting. Um, it, it's very different, but I can remember. I can remember it being really hard, and so I wanted to check in with you on on how that's going for you. And if you're new in this process and it's early days and it feels hard, please know you're not alone, and it will. It can dramatically shift. Okay. So part of what I want you to do is just to check in with yourself on what has been coming up for you related to any of these kinds of anniversaries or birthdays or rites of passage. Um, first we want to know like, where am I in relation to that? And it can help just to be, we want to be radically honest. You know, it's not about wishing we felt any other way than we do because that really, if we're, if we're counteracting, attempting to think our way out of how we feel, it just doesn't work. And genuine, generally it just creates even more resistance because we're at odds with ourselves. And this path is really, authenticity and realness is essential. We cannot awaken, we cannot grow and evolve truly if we're not being honest with ourselves. So it's never a matter of, of you know, wishful thinking or pretending. Um, so we have to start from a place of, of just our own truth and be really honest. How, how is it going when it comes to these things for you? What are, what are the feelings that are associated and what are, what's the meaning that you're making? Remember, everything is about the meaning that we're giving it because the thoughts that we have influence then and dictate really the feelings that we have. And then those feelings of course manufacture additional thoughts. So that loop is one that becomes really powerful and we have to learn how to first see what it is. And we talked a little bit about this yesterday as well. We have to, we have to first just witness and observe what am I thinking and feeling about it. And so, you know, for me, I can remember there was definitely a sense of some aloneness in 
going through some of the preparations for birthdays and figuring out, you know, who's going to do what for them, how some, you know, at times there are things that are co-run or co-planned and other times we're doing it more independently, which is how this, this year has sort of shaped as I did a thing for Harper the day before her birthday with a couple of her friends and then she had a sleepover and more birthday festivities with her dad and stepmom and it was more separate than it has been. And same with Ray. We're having our own separate things this year related to Ray and she's with me. I think her dad is actually even out of town so we're not we're not doing anything combined. And then her birthday weekend is this weekend. She'll have a party over at her dad and stepmom. So again, for us, this year is actually more separate than it has been in the past. And what I want to offer you is that whatever, first just allow the unfolding of whatever is kind of in the script, in the story for your family right now. And know that it's okay. It's okay however it looks. There's not a right or wrong with this. It's not wrong if you're not combined. It's not, there's like, there's not like a script of how to do this right. This is about doing what, what is possible for your family. And I can tell you that the more that you come to it from a place of like, what's possible here, what would be the best outcome, but having room for what you wish for may not be what's actually possible right now. And I know that can be hard. And that's part of what we want to grieve. If you have a vision, you know, and, and sometimes, and this is true for some of my clients, like there was a stage earlier in the divorce journey or separation where there may have been a, an idea of some things being more shared and combined and together. And then over time, maybe as feelings, you know, change as things become more concrete and just the reality sets in one person or the other is less comfortable with that. Maybe it's also connected to a new partner coming into the mix. And so that one person wants that new partner to be sharing on the way that they honor these, these rites of passage, these birthdays, these celebrations for your child. And so Part of this first step is like, notice where you are with it. What are the thoughts and feelings you have around it? Because we want to move through those. And sometimes we, you know, it's sad or painful and disappointing or whatever the feelings are. And so we, we kind of try to avoid or suppress, right? And that will only just keep those feelings stuck. So we need to be really honest. What do I wish it were like, right? How am I feeling about it? How am I thinking about it? And then what do I, what do I wish could be? And it's important to give voice to what you wish. It may not be possible. And then that becomes our work to accept that what we wish, maybe we wish everybody could all be together. Uh, maybe we wish that the way that we had our custody arrangement allowed for more flexibility on the actual days, right? Maybe we're realizing that it, the way that we wrote up the agreement doesn't have enough um, flexibility for sharing of birthdays or making sure everybody gets time on the actual birthday, right? There's a lot of things that we just can't know fully when we're early in the process, um, that sometimes we reflect on and we go, well, I wish I had done that part differently. And it's, it's important to just be honest with yourself because then we can't move into acceptance if we're not first being honest about what we are feeling and what we wish, 
once we can articulate and express that, then we can, we can start to heal it, right? We can grieve the loss of what we had wanted and we can begin the work of acceptance. And then, and only then, in my experience, can we find the silver lining, right? The, the rainbow after the clouds. So we, we know that there is always something that is here for us in all things. But it's really hard to find that when you're in the space of just grief or disappointment or, or hurt or whatever it is. So because over time, there's a lot of freedom in having your celebrations be truly your own. And you know what? You might even notice that as you reflect, even in the marriage, maybe there were a lot of the things that you were, were kind of, even though you were inside the relationship, you were still doing some of the activities and some of the preparations and planning and, and things on your own. It could be, right? That there was a lot of soloness in how these things were approached in your family anyway, and that some of it isn't actually so different now. And that can be kind of um, bittersweet to, to reflect on and realize like, oh, now, but now I'm doing them alone and I used to do it alone, even inside the marriage. And now, but now I have more space to make it really my own. And that's, that's becomes part of what is freeing and beautiful. And you can start to be creative with, because even if you don't get to be with your child in the way that you wanted to on their actual day, there's so many ways that we can create beautiful new traditions and celebrations and find ways that we had never even thought about before. You know, we had cupcakes for breakfast because <laughs> we could do that now. It's, I'm a big fan of if you're going to do the sugar, do it early in the day. Sorry to the teacher, but it's like, it, it's just a fun part of our tradition. We, we do that now. And there's other things that I know that you can come up with that will be specific and unique to who you are now and where you are now that will be really just are part of this new chapter. And so there's a gift in this always, like with all things. And we can start, what I see is that is that we can really recreate and redesign, rewrite the way that we want to honor traditions in our families um, with, with this new lens of who we are now and really give ourselves full freedom. So that can be true. Of, so we've been talking about birthdays. I also want to invite you to check in with yourself on, on what's the anniversary experience of your former relationship and how is that for you? Cause that can become a really wonderful time to practice gratitude, gratitude for all that you have learned and gained including, of course, your child or children from this relationship. And it's okay that there's both and, that there is both a sense of, oh, I feel a sense of sadness or disappointment if that's true for you. I had hoped this would go a different way. And also that just wasn't possible. The hopes that I had didn't materialize, didn't, weren't real, realizable <laughs> inside the relationship and we can move to a place where that's not, that's not wrong and that's not bad and it's not failure. It's just what is not all marriages are intended to last. We outgrow the container sometimes. And if you're listening to this, that's most likely what happened for you. One or both of you outgrew what was possible in how the two of you 
and what you are co-creating and the reality that you were living in together wasn't serving one or both of you. It wasn't able to, to be a foundation that was flourishing and nourishing and sustainable. And you might, as I'm saying that, be really clear on, no, it wasn't. So when we allow ourselves to be really honest, it's okay to, yes, like there's still the sadness, the disappointment that it, it didn't get to evolve further, right? But also the awareness, the radical honesty, right? This is about radical honesty that it just, that it wasn't possible anymore. You had outgrown or you had grown into who you are in a way where you realize that the relationship just couldn't provide. It didn't allow you to be all of who you are. You were dimming your light. You weren't fully expressing yourself or finding your voice or prioritizing your own needs. We had to learn how to do all of that to be in a thriving and sustainable relationship. So there's wonderful awareness possible of the way in which you're more free now to know yourself to choose who you are, to choose your path, to create now from this new empowered place, a life and eventually, yes, potentially a partner. From this mature place, this wise place, this, this place and point of view that has integrated all that your marriage and divorce brought to you. And so you can transform that anniversary and really make it about the and this is actually an exercise that one of the coaches inside Happy Home um, brought in is, is this idea of like, what are the vows to yourself, right? So we obviously, when, if we went through a commitment ceremony of some sort or a marriage um, ceremony, we made, we stated vows. And so it can be a really wonderful time on the day where you're aware, right? That those vows are no longer, that that contract is now you know, null and void that you reconnect with what are the commitments to yourself? What are the vows that you make to yourself? Because I promise you the very things that meant that your relationship, your marriage was not intended to last, hold the keys to really important commitments that you're ready to make to yourself first and foremost. All of this is about knowing ourselves more, more deeply, being more of who we are, giving ourselves permission to receive the things that we truly deserve, love, acceptance, belonging. So you can really make that and you don't, you can spend some time and, and I encourage you, especially if it's, if it's more recent that in terms of where you are with your separation and divorce, if it's more recent that it's natural, if that day feels even more bittersweet and more poignant, take time plan ahead, you know, and this is where, whether it's a birthday or a graduation or your anniversary, taking time just to plan is really helpful so that you can spend some time in advance, really thinking through how am I feeling about this? What am I thinking about this? What am I telling myself this means? And then how would I like to feel? What would I like to associate? How do I want this ideally to go? We want to get clear about that in advance. And then we can get clear on, well, what do I need? What, what do I need to feel supported to make that happen? Right? Do I need to have a half day, like solo retreat with myself and get out in nature? Do I need to do a release ceremony for myself to release the next level of 
of disappointments or feelings associated with this limiting beliefs that I'm aware are here with me that I'm ready to shift out of um, and clear because a lot of the pain we have related to the ending of marriages comes from things that we're told that make us feel that we failed or that life is less than or that our best years are behind us or all this other BS that I can't stand that the doom and gloom that especially women are taught to associate with the experience of divorce. So it could be a wonderful time to honor your own journey, right? And to hold for yourself a release ceremony or practice. We do this inside happy home programs. We learn techniques to do this and then get really conscious of like, this is an ongoing practice. We can, you know, we want to do a really big release if we've never done one, it's really important to do one related to your marriage. And then from there, you'll start to realize like, oh, this is something that I can do a version of anytime, anytime I'm aware that I have a, I'm, I'm up leveling, I'm expanding, I'm evolving. That comes with an awareness of, oh, I'm aware now of more things that I'm ready to let go of, more things that I'm calling in and claiming, claiming for myself on this path, claiming that I deserve love, claiming that I am love, claiming that I'm worthy, claiming that I am enough, claiming that I'm exactly on time for my life, that my best years are always in the now. There is nothing to regret from the past. There's nothing that I need to, to put off and don't get to experience now because it's off in the future. No, it's right now. Even these harder times or, or sadder times, I can trust these are the best times for me because they're bringing me awareness and growth and evolution and expansion right now it's happening right now when we're conscious of it we can then integrate what it is that is being brought to our attention and that's where we reclaim our power right so the planning is really important so that if it is a birthday and you're solo finding ways to bring family members or friends and finding ways to do something totally new and different that will help to have a new set of traditions and memories that you can really enjoy. Um, if it's an anniversary, ha making sure that you're conscious of it, like, cause even if you kind of, and again, it's always up to you. You can ignore all of this. <laughs> um, I hope you won't because it's helpful. Um, but of course it's up to you. If you want to just go through the motions of your day and ignore it, that's an option. But often, even in our sub, like, even if it's not conscious, it's still there. It was a big event that you're, you experienced, right? And that's also an event that friends and family members of yours in your circle witnessed and were a part of in some way. So it's, it's kind of in your collective narrative of your, your extended friends and family. So that's why I really encourage you to be conscious of what is it representing? What does it mean to me? And yes, over time, it will mean less and less about the marriage and more and more about you and your path and where you are now and can become this, this opportunity to reflect on. And this could be another thing. You could, you could incorporate some solo time to reflect and journal and be with yourself. You could incorporate another level of a release practice into your day. You could incorporate also then taking time to journal your growth, use it as an opportunity to, to identify what are the biggest breakthroughs of this past year for you. You can use it as an opportunity to have another reflective 
I'm going to look at from that last anniversary to this one, all the ways that I have grown and expanded and become stronger and braver and wiser and all the things, right? So we can turn it into this opportunity, but we need to set that intention. We talk a lot about intention because it, it's everything. If we're not clear on what our intention is, then we're not being fully conscious. We're going through the motions in some, in some way. And generally when we're going through the motions, whatever is sort of the loudest voice and often not our own is sort of the, in the driver's seat. And as you know, this is drive time, thrive time where this is all about, we get to take the wheel and really be directing our path and our course and choose setting the GPS, setting the direction, being really intentional is essential so that we know that we're headed in the direction that we want to go now in our lives. And I have to say, like, it's very freeing. A lot of us recognize as women um, that culturally, socially, we've been conditioned to not take the wheel, to be in the passenger seat and let someone else dictate things that have had an impact on our priorities, our passions, our profession, our career, in a way that we want to rethink now. We want to not be so accommodating anymore in that same way. And I'm not, I'm, you know, saying, of course, in partnership, there's compromise and give and take and sharing, and, but it has to be from a place of reciprocity and co-creation and consciousness. If it's not conscious, then generally somebody <laughs> is giving up too much of themselves. And often in our culture, that's, that's the role that we as women have played. Um, and it just gets deepened that tendency with motherhood because suddenly we have these, these little beings that do demand and require and deserve, of course, to take priority, but we have to be really careful that it's not at our own, um, detriment because you, of course, part of your purpose is to be a mother, but it's not limited to that. And we want to ensure that we are not avoiding the journey, our own personal journey, um, by staying busy with motherhood or partnership or anything else. Right. So again, looping back to the planning, like really set the stage. And we were talking about birthdays. We've been talking about anniversaries. You can also, and then the other piece that I wanted to, to speak about before we close here is when it comes to events like graduations, events where everybody's going to be together. If you, if that brings anxiety or discomfort, if depending on the, the nature of your relationship with your former partner, um, really, this is important to take care of you in this. And planning is essential so that you can set the stage for yourself and really enter into that event with a clear sense of how you're supported, what you want it, how you want it to go for you. And dress the part, you know, really be able to plan it down to the detail of here's how I'm taking care of myself the day of the day before. Here's my ritual for going to bed, my morning grounding routine. Here's what I'm doing to really ensure that I feel clear and supported. Here's the friend that isn't here in person because they live far away. <laughs> this is, um, I'm speaking about one of my wonderful clients, um, but who's on tech support, right? So making sure that we are not, like we're really taking time to, to support ourselves makes a huge difference. And then we can, if we do the planning ahead of time, then we can be really present to allow 
some of those beautiful moments unfold where we can just be. And if we've done the planning and dealt with our mixed feelings, if we had them, things we needed to release or grieve or let go of or just process ahead of time, then we're not all day while going through the motions of the event, graduation, um, or whatever it is, replaying that. Like we don't want to take that into the room or outdoors, <laughs> wherever the event is. So it really is this gift to yourself to do this ahead of time so that then you can be present. Cause I know above all, you just want to be there for your child, um, and be totally attentive to them and attuned to them from a place that is full of peace and grace and gratitude. Gratitude, yes, for this other parent in their life, because that is part of the fabric of your family permanently. And we can always find something in this to be grateful for. We just always can find the gratitude. And our children deserve that orientation from us so that they can feel, you know, that sense of wholeness from us related to both their parents. So... I am not sure if you can tell it's quieter than it was on the freeway a little bit. I am turning onto my street. I am thinking about you all and just sending you so many warm wishes for this very busy time of year. Oh my goodness. Um, it's just been nonstop with all the end of the school year things now. And then for us, as I just shared, it's like our birthday season mixed with end of school season, lots and lots and lots of things going on. So I wish you so much attention with intention as you navigate these days and weeks. And as always, if you want greater support, I am here for you. You know what to do. Just go into my show notes. My email is there or my schedule link. So book a session with me and we'll get you clear on your goals and figure out which happy home program is the right path for you right now. All right. And until next time, sending you so much love and so much sunshine. Bye.